everyone. My name is Lynn Wilson, and welcome back to today's podcast, Hope for Today. And I'm glad you're here today. I'm really glad you're here today. God's got something very special to tell you today. He's been telling me this for the past few days. This is something that's been near and dear to my heart. And I know when he tells me there's someone else out there that needs to hear this. I want to start off with a Bible verse in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Let's start off by reading that, and then we're going to chat a little bit, and then we're going to expound on the verse. Finally, brothers and sisters, I'll add that, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So, happy holidays, everyone. How are you all doing in this holiday season? The holidays are fast approaching. Thanksgiving is only a few days away. Christmas is a few weeks away. My family, we are Christmas fanatics. We love the holiday season, but we celebrate the fall season. We call it Thanks Christmas. We celebrate from September all the way through December. We love apple picking, pumpkin painting. We put up the corn stalks. We like wrapping the gifts, hanging the stockings, decorating the tree, the lights. We like the whole season. And, you know, many people break it down into chunks. We celebrate this, then we put that away, then we celebrate that, we put that away. We like the season, and we just enjoy the whole time. And it brings us joy, and it brings us pleasure, and it brings us just some satisfaction. One of the things that we love, and I'm sure many of you were right there with me, is we love watching the Hallmark movies. You know, they come out with all the new Christmas movies and you can't wait up to get you the lineup of all these Hallmark movies that are going to be up and coming. And uh, I know some people are like, oh, I can't watch another Christmas movie. But there's many of us that enjoy that. And there's something about those movies that are very uplifting and, and they're enjoyable to watch. And, um, you know, we kind of call it, you know, we'll say sometimes, oh, have you had a Hallmark moment? And most of us would know what that is referring to. And I think too many times for um, the people that I talk to, they envision a Hallmark moment um, kind of like their dream life. If I had the perfect life, this, is, this would be my Hallmark moment. So what's a Hallmark moment? What's a Hallmark life? What would you say based on watching some of these movies, what would it be? Well, of course, you have to have the perfect house. All their homes are perfect. You have to have the perfect furniture. And then you have to have the perfect Christmas tree. They all have the most exquisite tree imaginable. They have the perfect cleaned house. You never see a Hallmark movie where the mom's working full time, the dad's working full time. They have a dog and the kids and everything. And they come home and there's never a dish in the sink. There's never a load of laundry. The rugs never need to be vacuumed. And we can add to that. The turkey they put on the table, whether it's Thanksgiving or when the family comes or Christmas time, it's the perfect turkey. It's browned perfectly. It has all the little vegetables around it and fruits and things like that. The table's laid perfectly. The children that are in that home are perfect children. If you're a parent, can you look at some of these Hallmark movies and go, where did they find these kids? They're well-dressed. They're never dressed sort of in a weird, wacky-looking hairdo or hair color or types of clothing. And you know what? Even when these movies start out 
kind of, you know, they might start out good and then all of a sudden there's a moment where they have an argument or they have a disagreement or something happens and then you wonder, oh no, what's going to happen in the movie? You can't wait to see the end. Somehow in the end of these movies, they still have a hallmark moment because they always end perfectly. The snow is falling. There's a snowball fight. They have a gingerbread cookie. They kiss under the mistletoe and all is well. Whoa, stop right there though. Tell me something. Do you have a hallmark life? If you do, I wanna know how you did it because my life is far from perfect. And I, as much as I love watching these movies, this is not the reality of my life. I enjoy them because it's not my reality. I enjoy them because it's something different than my reality. Um, but I have to admit, not only in myself, but I listen, I love listening to people's conversations, whether I go to like the grocery store or I'm at the mall or um, just even at work and at church. And I just like watching people. I like taking in what people are saying. And there's many times I hear people say, well, they have it better than me. Why do they deserve that car? You know, someone gets a brand new car and the first thing we do is, well, how did they get that? Or somebody has a beautiful home and you'll say, well, how come I don't have a house like that? Or what you perceive to be the perfect spouse. Well, my spouse is nothing like that. Or they have the perfect children or they have the perfect, you fill in the blank. What is it that you see in other people that is perfect, that you wish you had? I know myself many, many times I've looked at friends and I'm like, I get into this slump and I'll say to myself, Huh, how come I don't have? How come they got? How come they seem to deserve, or they don't even deserve it? I shouldn't even say they deserve it, in my mind. In my mind is like, well, I know that they don't go to church regularly, and I doubt they tithe, and I'm sure they don't do this, that, and the next thing, and here I am with my list of judgments that I know they don't do this, and I know how they talk to people, and yet why does God give them those things? Have you ever found yourself in that? just kind of in a slump of, you know, woe is me and, and I don't have what other people have. Now I can tell you right up front, you know, chatting with you right now, my car is an old car and it was given to us. We were blessed. It was handed to us. Here you go. Here's the keys. No charge. After we received it, we got hit with a hefty car bill that I am diligently trying to work down that payment and get that paid off. And many people said to me, well, they gave you a car and now you have to do car repairs on it? Like, what gives? Well, first of all, I didn't have to pay for the car. And second of all, I prayed about a car when we needed one. And this is the one God gave me. But why do I have to have a car bill of repairs when the car was free? I, I don't have answers for you. I don't really know. But I do know this, that we prayed about it. This is what God gave us. And even after he gave it to us, we prayed about whether to keep it or to trade it in. And my husband and I had perfect peace that this is the car God wanted us to have. Bill or no bill for the car repairs. He gave us this car. He will provide the money to pay off the payment on the car repairs. Is that a perfect hallmark moment? No. Getting the car, was that a perfect hallmark moment? Well, it probably would have been if it was a 2021 sports car, but it was a 2002 minivan that has a few dents in it and dings, and 
it's old looking and but it gets me from point A to point B. I'm good. I'm good. But how many times have I looked at a friend and said, why do they have that house? Why do they have? Why do they have? Why do they have? You ever find yourself doing that? And I'll tell you, I can quickly fall into that and quickly find myself totally distracted, totally focused on the why can I and why do they versus anything else. I think we need to realize that Hallmark movies are not bad. They're just a movie that some actors got together and created this Hallmark movie for, for Christmas, or they do it year-round for different other seasons. That's a TV show. That's what it is. You turn the knob on the TV, or you use the clicker, and you click on your TV, and up comes a TV program and the whole purpose of these programs is to take you away from reality, give you that moment in time where you can just wish your brain away into another place where the, the snow is falling at the exact moment you want it to, and the choir starts singing and everything's wonderful. That is not reality. And sometimes we get caught up in the wrong thinking and the wrong version of what reality is. We are not living a TV show. We're living in real life on this earth. and Unfortunately, this is not what God had planned for us. He planned to have us live in a wonderful place. But going back to Adam and Eve, sin entered this earth, and it's just gone downhill ever since. But the Lord has made a plan for that. Even though we're living in the bumps and bruises of all the things that has transpired from years gone past of sin that keeps entering into this earth, eventually we will go to a place that is perfect. We will have that perfect mansion. We will walk on that perfect street of gold. We will worship the King of Kings and all his perfection. We will have a perfect body. We will no longer live in the reality of I don't have or I what I need or I, I, I don't want to have this illness or I don't want to be under these financial burdens or I don't want to be in this re marital relationship that isn't working anymore. That's here on earth. Perfection for us. If you want to say you're a hallmark moment, if you want to call it that, just for this brief time, will be an eternity. Right now, we're not in the TV show. We're living reality. Do you find yourself ever getting in that cycle? I can't be alone in this. I'm sure you all have had the same time, a, a point of time where you can say that, oh, yeah, you know what? I, I'm kind of in that slump right now. And um, everybody has it better than me, especially holidays. I think that is one of the toughest times because you're struggling to put together a small budget to buy a few Christmas presents and you turn around here and, and we've had friends that bought their kids cars for Christmas, not a used car, a brand new car with a big red bow on it and pull up in the driveway. I could never afford to do that for my kids. You know, everybody has the latest video games and all this, and you're just struggling with this little tiny budget to just try and make ends meet. How do we break that cycle of woe is me and they have and I don't and how come and I want a hallmark life and I don't have it? What do you do? I don't know. What do you do? I know what I need. I know what I need to do. First of all, I need to go back to the opening verse that we started with. Finally, brothers, and I'm going to add sisters. It's brethren, but we'll just say brothers and sisters. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure. 
whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Wow. You know, this is what we need to be doing. When I look at my friend who has the perfect house, am I whatever is true? Is that truth? Now, you can look at that in many different ways. How did they get the house? Did they do all the honorable things that they needed to do to get that house? Possibly they did. If this is what God wanted to bless them with, then that's what God wanted to bless them with. There are verses in the Bible that talk about sharing one another's burdens and being there when you're feeling sad that I can pray with you and I can feel for you and feel sad with you. There's other times where to rejoice in each other's blessings and not be jealous. And I mean, there's verses on everything. There is nothing that we need to think through of how do I handle? We just need to go back to scripture. But I find for myself, when I start reviewing my life in a negative way, and I know I'm not focusing on the right things, um, I have to challenge myself. Lynn, you need to stop, time out, right there, time out. I need to change my mindset. I need to get out of the slump that I'm in. I need me. You guys might have it together, but I need to focus on what God wants from me. You see, I have a purpose. When Lynn Wilson was born many years ago, even before I was created, there was a purpose for Lynn Wilson. For the year I was born, the day I was born, to the minute I was born, God knew when that would take place. You know, when you're expecting your child and they say, well, your projected date would be June 1st, and the baby comes before, the baby comes after. There's no sweat. God knew when that baby was going to be born. If that baby is born with a defect, if you want to say, God already knew that. God knew that child would have something that would be different than everyone else. But God has a plan for each of us when we're born. Some of us, it might be to have that beautiful house on top of a hilltop with the white picket fence and the beautiful car in the parking lot. Some of us, it's not. But your purpose is always to be in the will of God. And when you're in the will of God, you have a complete sense of peace and hope that you're in the right place. Now, if I was in that beautiful mansion, but I was out of the will of God, I would be completely unsettled in that beautiful home. I know that sounds crazy, but if you're a Christian, you know what I'm talking about. When you are where God wants you to be, and you were focused on him and you were in his will. You could be living in a cardboard box and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. You're going to have complete contentment and peace and hope and security and love and all that goes with it when you're in the will of God. But when you're out of the will of God, that beautiful mansion might feel like a cardboard box. When I am in this slump, when I am in this cycle, I have got to go back to Scripture. What I find is I've gotten away from God and I've gotten away from Scripture. Honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable. Think about these things. You know, God provides our daily needs and he tells us he will provide our daily needs. Food, shelter, clothing. If you got a, if you got a pair of pants and a shirt on, you're covered. If you'd have... If you've already had something to eat today, you're good. You've eaten. If you've got a roof over your head, you're okay. 
but he also provides, I believe, not only our physical daily, but our mental daily needs. And the problem is we don't take advantage of it. I was going out yesterday with some friends and, and uh, I was saying to my husband and my son was in the other room and he was listening to this conversation of his mother getting a little paranoid. And I said, uh, oh, it's kind of like unsettling going places, you know, COVID's lurking out there. And, and you know, you just kind of feel like, and I said, oh, I feel like I'm, you know, not protected, you know, kind of feeling unsettled. And my son yells from the other room. Mom, didn't you just talk a few weeks ago, which I did. If you haven't caught that podcast, you can go back and listen. He says, every day you're supposed to put on the armor of God. Well, how do I argue with that? Oh, truth. Is what I'm listening to on the news truth? Absolutely not. There's maybe a threat of truth, but every newscaster has an agenda and they're slant on what they want it to be, whether it's health issues, it's things about school and education. It's things about politics. It's things about world news of what's happening over in another country, whatever the case might be. The news is not truth. It's the news. It's their version of what they want to tell you and how they want to present it to you. So if I'm flooding my mind with news over and over and over, and I'm reading the paper and I'm reading a magazine and I'm reading something on Google News, or whatever the case might be, if you are flooding your mind with that, you will be full of fear, you will be hopeless, you'll feel unsafe and not secure, and all the rest. When God tells us, hey, for mental health, here you go, think on these things. When you start thinking about what's honorable, just, pure, lovely, and commendable, these are the things God's told us to think about. He didn't tell us to focus on the news. This is what he's told us to focus on. When we think on the things that God wants us to think about, we're going to be in a good place. We're going to know peace that passes all understanding. We're going to know what he wants for us. But when you start focusing on things of the world, then you start comparing your life to a hallmark moment and realize, well, the world's telling me, you know, go get a better credit card. You can get more things. Of course you deserve that better car. Of course you should take out that home loan for a better house. And they tell you all these things that feed your mind of the things that the world wants you to have and the world wants you to have. And we know who owns the world. That's not who we are partner, partners with. We've partnered with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've accepted him as your personal savior, we belong to him. We do not belong to the world. That's, that's not to say a new car, a new house, watching a Hallmark movie, putting up a Christmas tree is all bad. It's not. It's, there's good in that. There's enjoyment in that. But our focus should be over here on the Lord Jesus Christ and what he tells us to think on and to do, to find peace, to just clear your head and to be able to remember all these things that he tells us will just help your mental stability. It helps ground me. It helps keep my brain organized. It helps me have peace and security. I know when I start thinking on these things, all of a sudden, my insecurities dissipate. My fear that, you know, that you just get that heaviness in your chest. Physically, you're feeling it because you're fearful. It dissipates. There's one more verse that really grounds me. And I don't know for you, maybe this will not do the same, but for me, every time I go back to this verse and I do what this verse says, I'm great. So in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, in everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 
In everything, give thanks. Another version of the Bible says, in all circumstances, give thanks. So you mean to tell me that when I don't have a homework moment and I don't have the spouse that's perfect and the kids that are perfect and I burned the turkey and my house is this dinky little house next to this big one and my car is rusted and old and chug-a-lugs down the highway and I don't have a big bank account, I can't get my kids the perfect Christmas present and my life seems to be falling apart, I need to be thankful. Yes. And I'll tell you why. The more... I thank the Lord. The more I thank him for the little things as well as the big things, the more I focus on the verses where he says, think on these things. And then I go back and I thank him for all the things he's provided. I get overwhelmed. I sit back and then I start to feel the opposite. You know what I feel? I feel unworthy. Have you ever felt like that? Like I look and I think, do I have a perfect husband? No. Am I the perfect wife? No. We are not perfect. We're living in this world, but this is the spouse that the Lord has handpicked for me. And when I look at all the things that I love about my husband, you know what? He has so much to offer. How could I be upset about the few things he doesn't? And I trust that he does the same. When I look at my kids, are they perfect? No. But again, that's my perfection, my perception. There's times that we sort of set the bar here. That's our bar. Where's God's bar? Where has he set it? Are they doing what God has called them to do? And are we just looking at it from our perspective of, well, that's not what I really think they should be doing, but they're doing what God has called them to do. Again, if you feel insecure, unsafe, hopeless, fearful, you're getting anxious. You, you feel like the walls are caving in. Everybody has the hallmark moment. Everybody's living this perfect life. No, they're not. Again, that's all false. But if that's how you're starting to feel, you need to go back to scripture. You need to think on the things that God wants you to think on. You also need to go back and remember, in everything, give thanks. In everything. Everything that happens in your life, if every moment of the day you are thanking the Lord, I'm telling you, by the end of the day, you'll feel totally unworthy. You'll feel like you have been barred with heaven and it just fell on top of you and it has granted you all these wonderful things. It is amazing when you change your focus to the things that God has told us to focus on, we're going to be okay. You might still have moments of fear, but then you go back and the Lord will just calm those waters down and you'll feel better. It's always to me kind of like if, you know, you wear a light jacket or one of these tubes and you're thrown in the water and you start <gasps> splashing like a little kid and you're gasping for air and you're trying to, and then you realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm wearing a life jacket. I'm good. So put on your armor, quote these verses, think on these things, remember to be thankful. And remember, you have a life jacket on. You have a life vest on. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. So are you in a slump? Are you hitting the holidays and you're kind of like, I don't have that hallmark life? You're not going to have it until you get to eternity. But I can tell you this. The more you think on these things and the more you are thankful for every circumstance in your life, your mind will change its mind. And you will become more focused on Him. You will feel hope. You will feel the greatness of God. I don't even know how to explain it. It's exciting. You get Your fingers get tingly. It's so exciting. You will feel completely unworthy on all the things that He is blessing you with. So I'm going to challenge you today. We have a couple days before Thanksgiving, just two days. And I'm going to challenge you between now, 
Thanksgiving and Christmas. This is what I want you to do. You out for a challenge? You ready to change your lifestyle? You ready to just be on fire for the Lord and to feel his blessings and know that you're in the right place? Here's two things you need to do. One is I want you to think on the things that God has told us to focus on. You need to go back to Philippians. What has he told us to think on these things? What is it? You need to go back and think on those things. Number two, every day, every day, it can be at breakfast, lunch, dinner, or all throughout the day. I want you to thank the Lord for 10 things. And some of you are going, oh, well, I got more than that. Well, I'll tell you, when you first start doing this, you might be a little rusty and go, I can't think of 10 things. I want you to think of 10 things every day. I want you to say them out loud. You see something, Lord, I want to thank you for that. Lord, oh, Lord, I want to thank you for this. Oh, Lord, I want to thank you for that. I want you to say them out loud. Trust me, by the end of the day, you will have more joy in your spirit. You'll have more pep in your step. Your mind will be cleared of all the junk that you heard on the news first thing this morning. And for Pete's sake, turn the news off. Before you listen to the news, you should be in the Word. How many of you flip the news on first before you flip open the Bible? Stop turning on the news. Get in God's word first. Put on the armor. Think on these things. Be thankful. Read the word of God. Just let it soak in. And then if you want to catch up on the news to see what's happening, fine. But then you've prepared your mind, your soul, and your whole being with what God wants you to focus on. And when you look at that news, you will realize they are not in control. He is. Thank you so much for coming by today. And we'll see you next week on the next podcast.